0: the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. there's faithful, I have to first tell you always what a joy it is to come and pray Holy Mass with you. I myself can become rather emotionally over <laughs> overwrought at times at the the beauty and the joy of when we come together and I have the opportunity to, to pray with you this, this august Holy Mass. And I suppose that is a reasonable segue into what must, must, must have been the experience even though I assume that ours would be somewhat less than Peter, James, and John at the moment of their experience on the top of Mount Tabor at the moment of the Transfiguration, there is so much built in to that gospel that is um, that has occupied the minds of of theologians and and holy men and women for centuries the even the great patrons of the institute of christ the king saint francis de sales and saint thomas aquinas have been have been very clear about about how they were moved to understand what must have happened even even vicariously experiencing what must have happened in the hearts and minds of peter james and john when they experienced that transfiguration, that change before their eyes of our Lord. But many times we fail to imagine what was happening with our Lord and imagine that it was just part of the choreography that God the Father had for him and it was just simply going to happen. And yet remember our Lord being fully God as well as fully man would have experienced any number of human emotions to go along with the divine event that happened on the mount that day, and because we are always wanting to be first person Christians, we want to be there. We want to experience not only the stories of Holy Scripture, but our ex- our faith itself. Our very our very coming and assisting at Holy Mass is experiential. We. Come here to live into the Mass, not simply to sit and watch, but we live into the moment. And we, through our prayer and through the opening of our hearts and our very souls, we ask for an outpouring, an outpouring of grace, but also an outpouring of intimacy and understanding and all that comes with coming and being engaged in such as we call Holy Mass. And so imagine for a moment Peter, James, and John walking up the mountain with our Lord. However it was, as they walked up the mountain, they were walking probably in it as four men. And our Lord, regardless of how they were beginning to sense him and, and understand him as to who he is, they were walking up the mountain, experiencing the same thing, and you know if you've ever been to Tabor, it's a trudge, and it would have it would have worn them out. They would have walked and gotten tired together and sweat and whatever their conversation was, I'm sure it was very human, if you will, as they went up the mountain. but they got there, and something totally unexpected at least for Peter, James, and John, happened. And we hear it, of course, in the gospel. And we also understand that for centuries now, the fullness of our beautiful, holy Catholic faith, for centuries, this gospel has been prayed through, prayed with on the second Sunday of Lent. Just like last week, our Lord went to the desert. For centuries, that has been the gospel that has occupied the hearts and minds of the faithful. And so it is no different this Sunday. And we imagine then that we hear that story and Jesus was transfigured before them. Do those words in and of themselves, do the moment justice? Well, probably not, but certainly for those who witnessed it, whatever their speech was, And of course, even Peter himself was somewhat tongue-tied. He wasn't sure exactly what to say, but they knew that they had to at least fall face down in front of the glory of what they had experienced. Fall face down. And our Lord then eventually will stand them back up again. And he will have dealt with Peter just mumbling out the words, Lord, Lord, it is so good, it is so good that we are here. And maybe, maybe, thinking of trying to think of something else to do and say, let's build two tents, let's, or three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elias. Let's do that, Lord. And that's our human emotion, our, our human, I need to do something, I need to respond to this somehow. And our Lord doesn't chastise, but in his love and his mercy, just simply just simply picks them up. And yet, in that moment, in all that they experienced, what happened to our Lord? Remember, they walked up the mountain, and he was just one of the guys. And I I say that a bit tongue-in-cheek, but at the moment of his transfiguration, the fullness of his divinity pierced his corporality, pierced his humanness. It blazed through His the fullness of Jesus as God just radiated through him, through his humanity, not destroying his humanity, but illuminating, as the gospel says, covered in light, garments as white as snow. And all of a sudden, What has Jesus done but to humble himself and even to put himself at a bit of risk? Because he has now shown right before the eyes of these three men that he brought with him. He has shown the fullness of his glory. He has shown the Godhead has presented itself in such a way. And that's why when he went down the mountain, he said, just file away what you've experienced. But don't go talking about what you don't yet fully understand. Just file it away and imagine and play it again and again what you've seen, what you've experienced. Because Jesus has deigned to expose the fullness of his divinity, to foreshadow what would happen after his death and resurrection. He has given them those three men, a foretaste of the beauty of all that we come to understand and worship. But we do not fully understand that it wasn't just something that happened to those folks a long time ago, but rather it is something for us. We have our own Mount Tabor to to walk up to transcend the mountain, to climb the mountain, every single holy mass. The priest, in the, in the face, in the person of Jesus Christ, ascends the mountain, to the top of the mountain. As those faithful assisting, you go with him. You are there, you are Peter, you are James, you are John, and you go with him. And at every single Holy Mass, you experience a moment when Jesus humbles himself, when the veil between heaven and earth is pierced for a moment, and the Lord takes the mundaneness of our humanity, of our bread and wine, and then that is transfigured before us, and the glory of God shines through the corporality of of all of those elements. There is a newness, even though the corporal appearance is still there, just as the accident of Jesus in his bodily form was still there. But divinity blazed through, shows through. It happens at every holy mass. The corporality of the bread and the wine remains the accidents remain but because of all that Jesus wants to give us all that he wants us to see and experience with our mind's eye and in the reality divinity blazes through and he is there in the fullness of the glory of the godhead in the most mundane of that which is human The transfiguration should occur for us at every holy mass. And I pray that we would get lumps in our throat from time to time and truly be able to proclaim, O Lord, it is so good that we are here. It is so good, where else would I rather be? And just as our great patrons centuries ago spoke of this with that same sense of awe and wonder, St. Francis de Sales, St. Thomas Aquinas, speaking about the divinity of Jesus blazing through the corporality of his body, of his person. And we see then even an iota of what happens or what we can ask to happen for each of us. When we receive our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in Holy Communion, when he comes to us, when he deigns and humbles himself to indwell us, divinity dwells with corporality. And we have the option then to allow that divine essence, that divine presence then to radiate out from us so that we do not have to fear. And our Lord says, do not fear do not fear witnessing all that you've known and all that you've experienced. Because what he told Peter, James, and John, he said, the time is not quite ready. But for us, the time is now. The time is ready. Our Lord comes to indwell us, to give us his divine essence so that we may then radiate out, that there may be an opportunity for all of us on a much smaller scale, but to the fullness of of how we are able to let that divine essence radiate out from us so that we do not have fear. Just as our Lord said, stand up. Who do you see? We just see you, Lord. Good. Then let let this, let my divine presence radiate out from you. By your actions by the way you live your life come down from the mountain just as Peter, James and John were changed men never to be the same again after having come down from the mountain neither shall we ever having declared declared that we are followers of Jesus Christ followers of the way and that each and every holy mass when we come down from the mountain that we have been changed And we don't ever want to go back to the way that we were. But we also want to be able to go out and to be able to radiate the gift of what we've been given, the divine presence, the gift, the grace. Our Lord was transfigured before the three apostles. He transfigures himself before us so that not only do we see his glory, but that we may receive his glory and share it. Share it with all those who just as in the first reading, the Gentiles who otherwise would not know it. If we will not share it, who will? Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.